You're listening to Breakaway Wealth, the show designed to help you build wealth faster, think bigger, and break out of the herd. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is Rob and Nicole Fuller. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being with us. I love your beautiful background there because I did, I cheated and read a little bit about you before. Um, but I know you guys are in Utah and Utah is beautiful. I haven't been there for a few years, but, uh, every time I go, I think I, it's, uh, reminds me how beautiful Utah is. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. We've actually only been here for two years. We're from Northern California, Napa Valley. So well, that's uh, one beautiful place to another beautiful I know. place. <laughs> So those are two pretty good places to live. You guys uh, are choosing wisely, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't blame you for getting out of California. I'm actually looking at buying a business in California. And I think, am I crazy? But it's just the opportunity might be right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me let me have you guys introduce yourselves. Just tell us a little bit, bit about who you are, what you do, kind of how you got here. So I'm Nicole Fuller. This is my husband, Rob. We are a husband and wife duo. People sometimes get halfway through a conversation with us and then say, wait, are you married (laughs) and work together? Um, And yes, it is true. It's doable. Um, We actually started investing in real estate back in 2009. We were newlyweds straight out of college. Um, Rob was originally on a track to go to medical school, decided after getting accepted for interviews um, that that wasn't the path he wanted to take. He always knew he wanted to do something with real estate, and he knew that medical school wouldn't necessarily allow him the time to do what he wanted to do. So 2009, we actually bought a tape of 13 properties from a bank, and we found contractors. Those houses were all spread all over the U.S. Um, So we found contractors in those areas, got them fixed up, and then we got renters in them. We held on to a few of those properties, sold some, and then just kind of rinsed and repeated. And we, over five, six years, seven years, um, built a pretty big fix and flip business while we kept our day jobs, started a family, had three kids along the way. We were doing everything outside of California. We were living in California at the time. But in about 2015, we started looking at development. We started looking at what it would take to purchase raw land and take that land all the way through annexation, rezoning, entitlement, and then building full communities. So we closed on our first big piece of land, 832 acres in Colorado Springs in 2017. And we that neighborhood um, is one of 17 projects that we currently have. It was kind of trial by fire. We had to do a water treatment facility for that property, that project as well. But um, we we shifted to development and that is what we have stuck with. We have turned our focus to build to rent communities. So we're building single family homes. Um, we have some duplexes, some townhomes attached, um, single family homes. And then we also have some detached single family homes that we're building. Um, but the idea is they are full communities of rental homes. And that's, that's what we focus on now. And it's been quite the ride. That's awesome. Um, you know, and I love this rent to own concept and, you know, I'm in Southwest Florida. And I'm just telling you, I've uh, in the last two weeks, I think it's huge. There, there's a couple down here, but that really, you know, if you were inland a little bit, so insurance it really isn't a problem because we had a hurricane in, and I think we're struggling yeah. with that. We have insurance companies leaving Florida every day. Oh, so, yeah. um, 
you know, there's, there's a little bit of challenge there, but, um, but I think that that's one thing missing from Southwest Florida. And I, and one thing about Southwest Florida, just like maybe parts of California, by the time you think, Hey, that's a good idea. There's always already 10 people that have something in the works. But I also think that affordable housing is this huge wave and a lot of people want affordable housing, but they don't want to live in an apartment condo setting, like you said. And I even thought about, um, I have a friend who's got, I think it's 12 or 20 acres outside of Colorado Springs, like right outside. And I thought about what about doing like a, like somewhere in between build to rent and RV parks. How about a tiny home community, right? Yeah. uh, Colorado Springs is quirky enough to do that, you know? (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I always like these little ideas and these concepts. We should talk because we have a bunch of projects in in Colorado Springs. Yeah, we do a lot in Colorado Springs. I was I was just there yesterday. Yeah. Last were you really? Yeah, we I love grand, Colorado Springs. Our, yeah, we had a grand opening for one of our communities on Sunday. So Saddlehorn Ranch. Oh yeah, we should definitely talk offline. Okay, yeah. so Rob, you were going to go to med school. I mean, Nicole, what 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 did you do before this, or what were you going to do? So I. I always knew I didn't want to work for anyone else. (laughs) I don't know if that's just a personality thing. So, gosh, I don't even remember when it. Oh, we were. I was doing door to door sales. Yeah. When you were applying, we lived in Walnut Creek, California. We were selling alarms door to door. Um, you know, kind of that summer sales thing. But while um we were figuring out med school. And where we would end up, that's what we were doing was knocking on doors and selling alarm systems. And I hated it. <laughs> he was very good at it. I hated it. I'm not a salesperson. That is so, not. You know, back, you know I'm, I'm 58. So back in the day when I, I started in recruiting people, I, I became a financial planner right out of college. I then recruited people. That's why I'm so down on Wall Street in that traditional, because I did that for 15 years because I didn't know any better. And I always, if you ever found anybody and, and you would get people that were older than me and they would sell like fuller brush, which I mean, like, I don't even know what that is exactly, but door to door, or they would sell like vacuums or air cleaners or anything door to door, anybody that can knock on a door and make a sale, you want to hire that person because even if you hated it, you didn't, <laughs> right? And so good for you because I can see why you're successful, but there was a guy that again most of the audience wouldn't remember he was uh this guy's name was tom hopkins and he he was a sales trainer it was the how to master the art of selling anything and what this guy did though is kind of like uh you know what he he sold 365 houses in a year knocking on doors and and so that just those are the two things that when you said that it was like a flashback to me to remember that you know if you can knock on doors if you're willing to do that you can really do just about anything because successful people make a habit of doing things unsuccessful people can't or won't do that's the common denominator of success so cool so you guys like a lot of people start off you know fix and flip but i love what you said is having a system of rinse and repeat right and yeah and so talk a little bit about like what how do you have passive investors do you partner with people tell me about like kind of how you guys operate for the most part we do passive investors that are essentially lenders 
they come in and they lend us money. We do have a couple of projects where we have partners, but that's rare for us. Well, and it only ever happens if they bring us the deal. Yeah. You know, some, some, a developer um, or someone who at least has some development experience in Georgia, you know, they know we've done some stuff there. They reach out. They're like, hey, I've got this opportunity here. I'm thinking about doing it. Would you want to partner with me? Um, we, we often have people ask how they can get involved in equity. And, and that is really the only way that we've, one of the only ways we've yeah. really done that. Partly so, a debt investment is so much more sim- simple. And most of the people that we work with want to be passive. We have a lot of folks that do IBC, kind of like, I know that you do that a, yeah. a lot and it's a great product for people. Yeah. So if people have their day job and then they're able to pull money out against their policy, they'll put it with us and we're out building communities. We use that money like construction loan. And so we do a lot of raising of capital that way. And uh, it's a nice passive way of making income for investors. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly what we show people um, and we do infinite banking and we primarily work with real estate investors and business owners. We really don't show people how to pay off your cars and stuff. I mean, you can use it for that, but where we're really passionate is creating passive cash flow and building through buying assets or like you said, loaning money passively and really having more than one bucket, right? Just, um, mm-hmm. And then flowing that money back through the insurance contract and then rinse and repeat to, to take right. your term. And by doing that, it's just amazing the wealth that you can build because you're using the insurance company's money, like you said, Rob, to go to go buy assets mm-hmm. yeah. passively. But what happens is a lot of people that have money out there or they have money in Wall Street and they realize, hey, that's not where I'm going to become wealthy, right? And so... I don't really know how to go out and develop and do all of these things. So how about if I do in the beginning, I do something passive or I just, I'm never going to have time to do that. So I'm going to do only passive. And I show people that even doing passive returns, you're going to make a lot of money. And over time, you're going to build a nice portfolio of different loans. Like if money comes back out, comes back in and you loan it back out, that's what a bank does, right? So yeah. bank has a portfolio of loans and the loans are the assets. So you can do the same thing if you know who to loan the money to and you loan the money to people like you guys and mm-hmm. they go out and use it and pay you back. And as they're paying you back, you loan it out again. It's, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it's simple, but not easy. And the reason it's not easy is most people don't really want to take action. So what gave you the confidence that first deal that you talked about, Nicole, you know, where you guys say, okay, we were doing this, we figured it out, we just jumped in and took action. And I, I respect that. I think that's cool. So tell me about that. Tell me about that process, especially as a husband and wife, because, you know, those, those conversations could get a little dicey. You know, it, it's funny because we get asked that a lot. And I honestly think both of our personalities like I said, I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do, but I always knew I didn't want to work for someone else. He, I just, I think we were both always very entrepreneurial minded because even buying that first tape of properties, I had a little bit of money in the stock market from like my great grandfather and my great uncle were builders. And then no one else in the family continued to build, but they gave a little bit of money to all of the family, you know? And so when I, my parents invested that in the stock market, helped pay for college and things. 
So when we got married, my parents said, you know, you have this money in the stock market. It was a small amount at that point, but that's what we started with. Rob just said, hey, should we pull that out and use it to buy these properties? And for me, it was, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. And I think there's a level of trust between us because I don't think you've, there there have been a couple of times you've come to me and said, hey, what do you think of this? And if I, I go by my gut, there have been one or two times I've said, I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable with it. But we still go down the road of, well, let's look into it. Let's not just make a snap decision. Um, and I was right about that one. We didn't end up doing that one, which I was very happy about. <laughs> but even switching into development, one of the things that I admire most about Rob is if he wants to learn something, he dives like fully in. I mean, he is a phenomenal studier. I'm always like, I hope our kids end up like him because if you bring anything up, he's going to study it and he's going to figure out exactly what you're talking about. And as we were getting ready to invest in real estate, like he just, he read, he, he read everything he could get his hands on and he surrounded himself with people who knew more than him. He found good mentors and he will, he will knock on any door, but he will also ask any question. He's not I'm the type, I'm getting better. But I used to kind of feel like if I ask that question, then someone is going to think I don't know. And therefore, they're not going to think I'm very smart. He mm. is like, I don't care. I need the answer. So I'm going to ask every question that I can so that I can know everything that I need to know. So for us, switching into development, for me, maybe a little bit scary, but not something that I ever thought, no, let's not do it. It was yeah, we're going to do this. Let's do it. Well, and, and we started with a small, you know, our very first one, I, mean, I guess it wasn't small, but relative to some of our others was small as far as dollar amounts. And then we've done bigger and bigger ones. But yeah, having good mentors. And the, you know what I found is, that especially in real estate, and it, it's probably the, this way in many other arenas of the world as well, but people who have experience want to be able to share it. Mm -hmm. And they want to be able to say, yeah, here's, Here's information that might be beneficial to you, especially if they can tell that you're serious about it. Yeah. We've got one of my mentors I visited. I guess it was about a week and a week and a half ago now. It's been yeah. a little bit up in Lake Tahoe in Nevada. But uh, he's got a couple billion dollars worth of multifamily apartments. Mm -hmm. and I, I met him about 10 years ago and just picked his brain and we'll visit with him occasionally. I've got another that, you know, Yale Law attorney who after his career and retired at 42 been in real estate the last 20 years and you know everybody has their strengths everybody has things that you can learn from them i mean we're not exactly like either of them in the way that we conduct our business because neither of them run their business the way that we we do exactly but we can learn and grow and bounce stuff off them and then up like nicole said i'm never afraid to ask but also engaging people who are smarter than me in that area right finding good attorneys or engineers, like real estate attorneys, asking questions. And it costs money because they charge you on an hourly basis, right? Yeah. You know, so you're going to pay for their, the education that you can receive, but you pay for any education you receive one way or another, right? Yeah. So having good uh, advisors is, is key as well. So you know what I love? That, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to unpack with what you guys just said there, but in, and I'm trying to think of the message that I want to get across the audience because you guys have done all the things that somebody would tell you if you were 20 years old. And I had a lady, literally had a lady on, on a flight yesterday that I was sitting next to. Her son is 22 years old and he's a Penn State grad. 
And he's like, mom, I don't want to get a job. He's got an economics degree. I want to do this. Right. And, oh, he's a financial planner right now. So it kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, wait a minute. Don't spend 15 years like me doing that. But, and it was all the things that you just said is, was my advice. Tell her son, which is study as much as you can learn as much as you can. So that when you go approach that mentor, Rob, that they know you're serious. Yeah. You, you've put skin in the game from your time, your education, and you have, you've got a basic knowledge and maybe lots of questions, right? But I learned a long time ago to read a book, write down questions, and then reach out to the person that wrote the book, ask them the question, right? And yeah. you would be shocked at how many people will um, write you back, especially in now in today's world where it's an email and they send you an email back and you get it in a day or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in hours, <laughs> and they answer all your questions. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, mind blown concept. Like you ask a question, they answer it, but (laughs) then you go find the mentor because one of the keys to success is if you want something, then you go find somebody that's done it and do what they did. But you said another key thing, take the best, leave the rest. You don't have to do it the same way they're doing it. Right. Right. Timing might not be right to do it the way that they did it. But what you figure out is. If you're looking for generational wealth, if you're looking to leave a legacy to be a financial slave, which is what most people are, and whether they like that or not, and people ask me, what do you do? And I say, well, I guess really what I do is I free slaves. And they always chuckle or sometimes they don't chuckle and they look at me like, you know, that's not funny. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be funny. It's that's what we are. We're in financial slaves. It's not anti-government or anything, but. It's the government controls us, banks control us, Wall Street controls us, and we have to do something because if they're debasing our currency and we're holding all the money in an account, an instrument that's based on that currency, and they're debasing it, so they're taxing us when, without representation. We used to have a problem with that, by the way. And, <laughs> and you know, when we can buy assets that are going to grow during that inflation, Right. And rents are going to grow. So we're going to keep up with inflation. We have to learn to do it that way. So how you know, you guys had the courage to not go with the flow. Right. And Nicole, you had this where your great grandfather and your grandfather, I think you said, yeah. were, were both builders. So you kind of had that where your parents or your siblings or were they like, are you crazy? You know, Rob should go to medical school. He should do this, you know. So my parents are very conservative. I mean, when we were first married, like my dad still wrote checks for everything because he didn't want the credit card debt. You know, it was always stay out of debt. They, though, were some of our very first investors. Um, I think simply because of the trust, right? Did it make them nervous in the beginning? Yes. I, I still think there are times where my mom is like, oh, you guys have a lot going on. Maybe you should stop. And, um, you know, but she just looks at our well-being and and everything. But I think all of their money is with us. It's not all of it. They've got other- <laughs> Good portion of it, right? They've got other money. But yeah, it, it was a little, I th- it was scary for them, for sure. I think my dad's a doctor. Yeah. And he, when I decided not to go, he wasn't mad or anything. Like, he wasn't that kind of debt father, but he was, he was, Kind of like, well, you can still go to med school mm-hmm. and still then still do real estate. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. well, why would I take on half a million dollars in debt yeah. 
to turn around and then have to dig out of that debt. I'll already have enough debt from real estate because when we buy stuff, we leverage it, right? But well, yeah. and just to clarify, like in the very beginning when we did our first bought our first tape, we were selling alarms door to door. But from there, Rob took a job with Eli Lilly and worked for Eli Lilly for a year. And from there, took a job with Depew selling hips and knees. And he worked that job until March of 2016. Yeah. I, I so he quit. like he still had a job. I was fortunate, right. got to stay home with our kids. But we like real estate was on the side and it mm -hmm. was we had an agreement that when we were making a certain amount from our real estate, then we could let go of that salary and let go of the benefits, you know, the health care and all of that stuff. And we could do it on our own. So it, it took time to build to where we were able to walk away. I mean, this guy was commuting. We lived in Napa, California. He was commuting to San Francisco, Corte Madera. Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, he was a regional manager for a hearing aid company at that point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Maybe. he still worked regular jobs. He would leave the house at like four or five in the morning sometimes. Yeah. Go do real estate for a few hours in his office, then see all of his patients all day, then stay in the evening to avoid traffic and work on real estate and then get home just in time to kiss the babies goodnight, you know? Aww. So there's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears involved in yeah. So a lot of times Getting people say, going. should I quit my job? And I usually say, hold on to it for as long as you can. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is, let's just say you're making $75,000 a year, whatever that number is, is if you quit, you have to replace that with something, right. which means sure. that if you're making money from your investments, you have to take $75,000 a year or whatever it is, because generally people learn to live off of what they're making. Well, especially if you have a family and, mm -hmm. you know. So I usually say, take that as long as you can, that extra $75,000 and roll it forward because in yeah. a couple of years, you can make more money. And, and that, yeah. I mean, is, that especially applies to people who are passive. If they're making money from, like, just say, for instance, investing with us, instead of taking that, adding that to their income to live off of every month, roll it forward and reinvest that cash into making that grow. Because yeah. we, we pay uh, like 12%, right? So yeah. it, investor lends money to us. They can do that if year over year, if you, you're familiar with the rule 72, I'm sure. But Absolutely. I mean, that means in six years, they've doubled their money, right? If yeah. they just keep compounding that essentially. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where if they have whatever amount working for them, but they're then reinvesting it that they're and living off of what they need, what their income is, you know, two different tracks. Obviously, one was a, a more kind of minded towards the future. I'm going to stay in my job as I'm an engineer and I, I like my job or whatever. And then there's the, I want to break away and, and become an active investor or do this other business or whatever, kind of two different tracks. But either way, I usually say, if you can stay with the job, I had the benefit of being able to travel a lot. I say it's a benefit because I could be on the phone with contractors and investors and yeah. people because I traveled three to four hours a day, oftentimes to, to visit the offices that, we, that I had people working in. So, yeah, no, that's per when you were explaining like the, all the hard work I was going to say. You mean success is hard work? Yeah. And uh, I always think that that's funny because successful, again, the common denominator of success and it, every single person is successful. People make a habit of doing things unsuccessful. People either can't or won't do. And you, you know, some people won't get up at four o'clock in the morning and get home just in time to kiss the babies goodnight. You know, like some people go, ah, eh, I don't want to do that. And guess yeah. what? They're not going to be as successful, but yeah, then you stay where you are. Yeah. It doesn't, so yeah, last, yeah. it doesn't last forever, but yeah, it's yeah. not always like that, but it's also very hard. It, yeah. it is 
very hard. And then, you know, like, it's funny because um, I talk to people and they say, well, I just want to get to like, hey, because I do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so um, people say, well, I want to get to that point. And um, well, it didn't happen overnight. And, yeah. you know, hopefully you can do it sooner than I did, because, again, I wasted time doing something else, but I was learning as I went. Right. Yeah. And so right. thinking of learning, what would you guys say the best advice that anybody ever gave you was, or what's the best advice that you give somebody who wants to do what you guys have done? I don't know if I've given away my best advice already. Kind of what we were saying about keep with it, your day job. That's one of the things, I mean, the day job or, or something, have that yep. side hustle, best advice. I, I would also say there are going to be people who have negative things to say about what you do, no matter what you're doing. And I have had to grow a very thick skin um, we have had some some people that we know who we love, you know, say things to us negative about what we're doing. And it's it's shocking. And you have to remind yourself that just because someone doesn't understand what you're doing, that that's OK. But they their opinion doesn't get to count. Right. As, as far as what you're doing. Someone else's opinion of you has no, not, I mean, you, like, nothing to that do work? with you. Yeah. Uh, somebody's opinion of you has nothing to do with it's none of your business about none of your business yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. And, that, and, and that's hard that's been a hard thing for me because i i'm a very loyal person by nature and so if rob like shared with me oh so and so said this yeah I'm like, well i want to call them and i want to explain to them what's actually going on you know and yeah. i've had to learn that it just it doesn't matter they simply don't understand right what doing you know and there's always going to be noise i mean I remember when I was a financial planner, I had somebody say to me, hey, I have this great real estate opportunity. And I was, you know, 23, 24 years old. So I went back to the office and asked the senior person like, hey, what do I say? Oh, no, no. Discourage them from doing anything in real estate. They're going to take money out of your account. And if they do it enough, they're going to take all the money out of your account. And I should have learned something right there, but it went right over my head because all I heard was they're going to take all their money away is, well, wait a minute, they're going to take all their money away because real estate's better. And I just, <laughs> that, that lesson right past me. All right. Next question. If God came down from heaven and only allowed you guys to retain the knowledge that you've received from one book that you've read, and it can be, you know, that, that there's, there's not a hard and fast rule on the one book. Um, and you guys could each have one or you could each have two. Tell me what book instrumental in your life. Um, one of the early books I read, I've read, read a lot of books about real estate and, and things, obviously, but The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller was a, a good one. And then probably five or six years ago, I read The Perfect Investment, which is about apartments. And he kind of gives the argument for why apartment complex and owning apartment complexes is, is the best deal. Now, we've bought and sold a few apartment complexes, but most of what we do is build to rent, uh, which are like essentially apartment complexes. They're treated by the bank that way. And, and multifamily have lots of people living in one community and then we own the community. So it's similar. It's not the exact same, but just those are a couple of fundamental, fundamental books. That, that one, part of the reason I like it is it talks about the consistency and the safety of, of real estate compared to the stock market. And he does a lot of case studies compared to, you know, stock market and things like that. You know, you lose 20% in, in the stock market. You don't have to regain 20%. You have to regain like 40% of your money back or whatever it is, 35 or to, to get back to just to, to the, the zero mark, the watermark, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that, that pertains to a number of different areas, but there's, there's just a lot of information in that book. And the reason I liked uh, 
the millionaire real estate investor. It goes kind of goes through the fundamentals. Even I think it even talks about it's been, gosh, 20, 15, 16, 17 years since I read that book. But it even talks about basic things like budgeting your lifestyle and things like that so that you can do real estate as a more than a hobby as, as a, an income generating profession. Yeah. Right? And so he talks a lot about, you know, budgeting and, and how you live your life. You know, if you, you go make $50,000 a profit on one deal, don't go blow it all on a brand new car. Right? Take yeah. that 50, invest it in the next deal. Maybe you don't have to borrow somebody else's money or as much of somebody else's money. And then in the next deal, you can make more money as a result of not borrowing somebody else's money as much. So love it. Love it. Nicole, yeah. you had a book or is, are those two the? Yeah, no, I, I really like Crucial Conversations. Um, love that book. I love people and my job is communicating with people. I talk with our investors, whether they're currently invested with us, whether they're considering investing with us. Um, but just learning how to meet people where they are and have those conversations that need to be had. Um, I, I liked that one. And it, I mean, I use it with my kids too, right? Like yeah. just, just my husband too. <laughs> Well, you know what I like about, you know, um, what you guys are doing is obviously you're a dynamic team together and you you have different skills, different responsibilities within the team, which obviously makes sense. And I can tell that you guys like fit together in business very well, just which is it is it's not a surprise that you're married. Right. So I get that why people go, oh, you're married because. You know, like it's, you see this natural energy between the two of you, which is really cool. And I'm sure it helps with uh, your success. So how, would, how do people contact you? What's the best way to contact you? Uh, just info or my email. Yeah, either one. Just, um, you can, they can email info at ROIpropertygroup.com. That, that email will go to myself as well as um, my lending assistant. Um, so we'll both see that. Um, but yeah, just info at ROIpropertygroup.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I would encourage people and especially people that are out there that are couples, um, you know, because you, again, you learn from watching people that are doing it and have done it. So I would encourage you guys to reach out to Rob and Nicole and see if it's a good fit. I mean, 12%, you're not going to get that in the stock market. I don't care what money babysitter that you're talking to. If they yeah. tell you they're going to get you 20% there. Um, not going to have their license very long. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. We're going to wrap this up like we do every show with the incredible words of Earl Nightingale and the strangest secret. Take it away, Earl. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now, let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.